0: We've been talking about in this Advent season when God shows up. That God showed up over 2,000 years ago as a small baby and he's still showing up today. And he's showing up today, and he's bringing hope, and he's bringing peace, and he's bringing love, and he's bringing joy. And as you maybe have figured out, we're talking about joy today. Um, And so uh, every week I've had someone come up to give us a testimony about how God has shown up in their life and brought them joy or peace. And so this morning we have a super special uh, treat, so I'm going to ask the girls to come forward. Um, We have Lydia and Jacqueline Gerdner coming up to share with us. I'm so excited about this. Um, and they want to share about the joy of the Lord um, and how he's shown up for them. Come on up all the way to the top. Yes, ma'ams. Okay, and, um, you know, Lydia and Jacqueline are very active in our youth group. They are active in the grocery giveaway ministry. They do tons of stuff with children's ministry and childcare. So it's just a blessing to have you guys share with us. They're going to share, and then right after they share, the dance team at Mago Day is going to come and minister to us. So this is for you.
1: My really snazzy nip. (laughs) Okay, so I'm Jacqueline. If you don't know, but I'm sure you all know. So (laughs) um first joy can come and then and you can joy can be experienced in many different ways. It can go from having a great day to just raising your hands to the Lord. (laughs) Dance, but for me, dance is what gives me joy. Okay. Dance is not only a way to just express yourself, but it's a way to worship and keep in touch with God. Yeah, yeah. I've been doing dance for about 10 years now, and when I first started, I remember at Arts Evangelica. I remember Miss Kidd, the founder of Arts Evangelica, said that dance is a living love letter, and we're sending that to God when we. She also said, "Our feet were like pencils, and we were right. <laughs> it was a really interesting image, but I got the gist, and I was like, Ooh <laughs> and I remember like when like the first dance move was like a leap, and that 's like really expressive, so I just leaped. <laughs> I was really happy. Um, dance has always given me joy, but I can remember one moment that brings a smile to my face every time. And I'm sure all the other dancers can relate. Nutcracker um, was like a really big performance and R2 Angelico was just, it was their like first adaptation of it. And so it was after weeks and months of preparation, it was finally ready and I remember feeling very nervous and this was like one of my first biggest big performance and as soon as the music started, everything just disappeared. It was like the world just went faded away and it was just me and God and yeah. worship. Amen. And that's why I remember Nutcracker, especially that opening scene. It was like really what we practiced and it just all muscle memory. So I kept in really big touch with God. Even as we look for the precious light at the end of this tunnel during this year of COVID, it seems like the light's never going to come. But we got to remember to look for those moments of joy yeah. um, that are shining at the end of the tunnel, yeah. no matter what happens. So keep in touch with God and dance. Thank you.
2: Thank yeah. <laughs> um, So I've danced for... 10 years now Um, dance is a great source of joy for me the part i love the most about dance is that i get to share jesus and joy with people and the fact that one dance i do could be so powerful someone wants to change their life even if it's just some cheery christmas dance i performed at a nursing home When I had the honor of performing Clara in The Nutcracker, after every performance, we would invite the crowd to come pray the prayer of salvation. I remember hunting through the crowd, looking for someone to pray with. And when I found them and they said yes, I was so excited. The joy that that gave me, it's more than I can tell. If we're gonna talk about joy today, we have to talk about the killjoy. And the biggest killjoy is Satan. Mm. He comes to kill, steal, and destroy everything you have. When I was younger, at din- when I was doing dance, I got held back a level, and everyone moved up, even at one point my sister, and it was very hard for me. And I started believing the lies, that I wasn't good enough for dance. I should just stop because (laughs) I wasn't going to go anywhere. And I would go to dance all the same, completely happy. I didn't say anything. No one knew what I felt, because I didn't tell them. And I just kept dumping all negativity on myself. And one night I would cry myself to sleep as usual. <laughs> um, and I heard a voice clearly in my head say, X, Xing out all negativity. Mm-hmm. And if you have ever um, been in the younger levels at Arts Evangelica, Angelica, you probably would have learned the A, E, A, B, Cs. And for every letter, there's like a movement in some words, like A, a child of God, B, bowing before Him. And. <laughs> That's when I started to realize I couldn't just keep staying in the same place. I wouldn't get anywhere if I just kept thinking the same thoughts. That was the enemy trying to keep me away from what I was doing, from what I am good at, from what I can do to serve him, from ministering people. (laughs) And so that had to stop. And today, if you're just hearing those voices in your head, And they won't stop. And you don't feel like you're going to go anywhere. You have to stop and exit out. And you're not going to go where God wants you to go if you're staying in the same place, in the same hole. God has made you for greater things than what you are doing to yourself. You can't let the enemy steal your joy because it is the most powerful thing against him.
0: Thank you. us that are kind of unnecessary, but they just bring joy. Dance is one of those things. I mean, we don't have to dance to live, but what joy, what joy that God made our bodies in such a way that to move them around in certain ways gives them joy to do it, as we heard testimony, but it gives us such great joy to see life is like, that God brings things that just bring joy, that, you know, have, have no real purpose except to just delight, because yeah. God's a God of delight. I think about flowers. There should be a picture of some really pretty flowers. All the colors of the flowers, I mean, I know they have some purpose, right? The colorfulness of them has bees flying to them, and they get the pollen, and all that, but did God really have to make so many flowers, many colors. Did you know, I looked this up, that there are 391,000 species of vascular plants and 94% of them, so in other words, 369,000 of them are flowering. I think God's just showing off. Like, did we really need all those? But God said, I'm going to just blow your mind and have every kind of color of shape and look of flower. Or think about all the colors in our world that were, again, unnecessary, really. All the beautiful blues. There's going to be a couple pictures here that will come up. Beautiful blue. Let's see if we're going to get our first picture. The beautiful blues of seas and oceans. I mean, just how gorgeous the colors. How about greens, the greens of the forest? All kinds of different greens in the forest. How about just the bright yellows and reds and oranges? that it all turns. He just did that for the joy of it, (laughs) just for the joy of it, just for delight. But it's not only things we can see, it's also other things that we can feel and hear and touch, like the hugs of a family, people that we love, just the feeling of them touching us and holding us. What a delight. How about great tasting food? That's one of my favorites. (laughs) great tasting food. I mean, what a blessing that we don't have to just take a little pill and it gives us all our nutrients. No, we get to eat delicious foods. How about um, a walk through the quiet woods? Just what that feels like to just be quiet, to hear the woods. How about talking and laughing with a best friend? How about drinking a little hot cocoa by a fire and some popcorn? Simple joys. And then, of course, the last that I had to put up here Puppies. (laughs) I mean, God made these. Don't you think he had fun doing that? How sweet, how joyful. They didn't have to be that cute, surely. But God just said, I'm going to bless them. I'm going to just bring joy. I'm going to bring joy. See, I, I really think that part of life and part of preparing for Christmas, we're in the season of Advent where we prepare for Christmas, but I think it's part of life is beginning to let go and let our hearts feel a little bit of joy to just enjoy some of the fun things. Can, can we let our heart be a little joyful today? Just like the peace that we studied last week, joy is cultivated. It doesn't just pop on you. It's, it's cultivated. We have to practice joy, just like peace. It's a fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace. So it's, it's one of the fruits of the Spirit. It has to be practiced. And I think sometimes we get in a mode of practicing joylessness, we practice rehearsing all the negative things that are going on, and all the chaos in our world, and all the problems, and all of this, and all of that, and we forget that we've got to practice joy. If we're going to feel joy, if we're going to be joyful, we can get bogged down. Can we get a little joy? Can we have the joy of a child sometimes, and just enjoy? I know there are problems in this world. <laughs> I know there's problems in your lives. I know there's problems in my life. There's things that aren't great. I know there are even some very serious things, some deep grief, some hardships, some hurts, and none of this is to minimize any of that. Okay? We, we want to bring all those things before the Lord. We want to be honest about what we're feeling. Joy, joy in the Lord is not about stuffing the negative feelings. No, we, we have to bring those negative feelings out and talk about them and pray about them and ask God to help us and, and have others come alongside us and help us. That's all part of it. But I actually believe, and I think the scripture confirms it, that part of our healing... Part of our getting better in the midst of our trials is, even when we're weak and troubled or distressed or even just busy, is to start to choose joy, to start to find the joy. Nehemiah 8.10 says an interesting thing. In fact, I think Chris quoted it this morning. The joy of the Lord is your strength. How interesting that God is saying that we're going to have strength because of joy. The, the passage is interesting because it's Nehemiah. The people have just heard the word of the Lord, and they have been cut to the heart because they've realized they're disobedient, and they probably think they might be punished. They probably they just they're just cut to the heart because of their disobedience, and they're weeping and mourning, it says. And listen to what Nehemiah says. He says, "Go your way, eat the fat." Ooh, I like that. <laughs> eat the fat. <laughs> got a big big old cookie at the end of this. Eat the fat. Drink sweet wine and send portions to anyone who has nothing ready, for this day is holy to the Lord. And do not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Simple things, eating, drinking, rejoicing. We receive strength for life by rejoicing in the simple pleasures of life as well as rejoicing in the Lord Himself. That's how we get joy. So we're going to talk about this today. God cares about your joy, it's all over the scripture. We don't tend to focus on that a lot. Uh, but, but, and I think sometimes we paint God as kind of this joyless, overbearing, you know, guy who's trying to just make you miserable, kind of like a killjoy with infinite powers. <laughs> it's kind of startling, kind of frightening. Actually, though, joy, just a quick search, maybe more, but a quick search showed that the word joy is used 247 times in the scripture. So it's used a lot in the scripture. And it talks about it when things are good, so when the battles are won, when they entered into the land, when the harvests were plentiful, when, you know, the kings were anointed, all of that brought joy. That's all in the scripture. But also, there's an interesting thing in the scripture. Not only when things are all great does he talk about joy, but he also talks about it when things are crummy. We, we, we saw that in James, right? We studied that this fall. James 1-2 says, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. That somehow God wants to bring us joy in the trials. He talks about, Job talks about joy in pain. Listen to this, he says, I would have this consolation, my joy in unrelenting pain, that I had not denied the words of the Holy One. That he's, God is giving him joy, even in pain, because he's faithful to his God and knows God. And Paul talks about this, the overflowing joy of the church of Macedonia. He's talking about them when he says this, they were in a very severe persecution, really terrible hardship, and he says, in the midst of a very severe trial, their overwhelming joy and their extreme poverty welled up in rich generosity. That's strange. Overwhelming joy and r- extreme poverty. How do those go together? How, how does that work? How does that work? Can we have joy? Can we have joy in the midst of hardship, whether there's food on the table or we're not sure where the next meal's coming from? Yes, it's because of Jesus. It's the person that brings the joy, not the situation. It is Jesus that brings joy in our hearts, no matter what we have it, because it's about the person. Truly, when God shows up, there is joy. Yeah. And it almost doesn't matter what else is going on, because he's there. Let me explain, give you an example of how this could work. Do, most of you, I'm sure, have had a friend who when they show up, everything's better. So, you know, if you're having a good time, they come and it makes it better, right? They're more fun, they bring joy to it, they're just better when they're there. And when you're having a bad time, when you need comfort or whatever, they show up and you feel so relieved. You're so glad they're there because they bring joy. But whatever happens, they, they make it better just by being there. The situation hasn't changed at all. There's nothing different about the situation. They can't fix your situation. But the fact that they're there makes it totally better. I have to call up my good friends from New York. Rebecca and Lisa and Bonnie are here. And they're just doing all the stuff, all the Greensboro stuff. And it's the stuff I do now all the time. But it's just better because they're here. (laughs) It's so much better. But that's how a friend is, right? When a friend is with you, it doesn't matter what you're going through. It makes it better. Well, do we have a friend in Jesus or do we not? (laughs) We got a friend in Jesus. He is with you all the time. He never leaves you. He is like that friend that shows up at the moment when you're weeping into your pillow and he's the friend that shows up when you got the, the tickets to the show you really want to go to. He's, he's the one that makes it all better. Yeah. When God shows up, he brings joy. So let's not get into the trap of thinking our situation determines our joy, Okay? Let's not get into the if-onlys. If only I could get through this season, then I'll be happy. If only I could just lose 15 pounds, then I'll be joyful. If only I could get a better job and have a little cushion in the bank, then I'll be joyful. If only I could find a husband or a wife or have children, then I'll be joyful. If only the husband or wife I do have would start acting better, then I'll be joyful. (laughs) If only my kids would just behave better, then I'd be joyful. You see how that is? We're never satisfied because we're looking for joy in all the wrong places. The joy comes in Jesus. When God shows up, there's joy. And so let's talk about three things just briefly here. I want to talk to you about three things that, about biblical joy. Um, the first one, and I, I think it's been mentioned already to, to this morning, that joy flows from God's presence it's when we're with him it's it's his presence psalm 16:11 says you make known to me the path of life you will fill me with joy in your presence with eternal pleasures at your right hand so i should say something kind of obvious here that we can't experience the joy if we're not actually with him Amen. we can't experience the joy unless we're with him when is the last time we really sat with god and talked with him and went on a walk with him or poured out our heart to him, or invited him into our situation, I have a spiritual director who um, I've just been working with, she's great, and you know, I'll tell her something I'm worried about or dealing with or whatever, and and she has this way, she always says the same thing, she says, have you talked to God about that, and it's kind of embarrassing, (laughs) how many times I have to go, huh, forgot to do that, would have been a good idea to talk to God about that. Like, we just kind of go about our life and make decisions and do things and forget to bring Jesus into it. Remember, it's when Jesus is there that it makes it better. Then it gives us wisdom. Then it gives us joy in that situation. So how much have we invited Jesus into our life in the everyday things of our life? We can't experience it, the joy of God, unless we're inviting Jesus into our world, the things we're struggling with, the things we're thinking about, the people that we're having issues with, the, the things we're excited about, we bring joy- God into it. Now, this is one of those things that sometimes we really need to press into because I know that when we're going through a trial and a hard time, sometimes, and this is so strange how we are as humans, we are so counterintuitive, but when we're going through a hard time, sometimes the last person we want to spend time with is Jesus. Anybody ever experience that? Where you're kind of like, I don't know if it's that we're a little mad at him, that the thing is happening and we don't like it, (laughs) we don't want to talk to him. Uh, I don't know if sometimes we're just kind of numb in the situation that's very hard, and so it's just hard to to get excited about talking to Jesus, or uh, we just kind of, but we kind of, at the time when we need him the most, we tend to push God away. You notice that? But it's only in the presence that we're going to get the joy. Only in the presence. Even if all we can do is just show up and say, God, I'm just here. That's all I got. I'm just here. Only in the presence we're gonna get the joy. And here's, here's a great great fact about that: that when we get into God's presence, his joy kind of rubs off on us. There's a scripture that is the coolest, I think. First Chronicles 16, 27. It says, Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy are in his dwelling place. So I have this image of God in a dwelling place, and it's just like filled with joy, like a cloud, like a cloud of joy. It just surrounds him. And that wherever God is, there's joy. See, God is is joy. He created joy. And so where he goes, there's joy. And it's like a cloud that's around him. And I just kind of felt like I want to say this morning to us, let's step into the joy cloud. (laughs) Let's just get into that cloud and let it kind of surround us. Because when we're with Jesus and with him and we start really dwelling on him and thinking about him and, and, and dwelling in who he is, that joy begins to rub off on us. We get in the joy cloud. And then we realize that he's actually rejoicing over us. Zephaniah 3.17, the Lord your God will take great delight in you. In his love, he will no longer rebuke you. But what does he do? He rejoices over you with singing. How cool is that? We don't have a dreary, depressing, always serious God. We have a God who's full of joy. Step in a joy cloud. So that's the first I want to say about joy. The second thing I want to say about joy in the scripture, and this is very clear, is that joy is meant to be expressed. There are a ton of verses in the Bible about shouting for joy. So joy isn't supposed to be something we keep to ourselves. Joy is supposed to be something we express. One of the ways is in shouting, all right? There's shouting when they're in the presence of Lord. There's shouting when the temple was rebuilt. There's shouting at creation, the angels shouted for joy. It says in the scripture that the meadows, the valleys, the crocuses, the heavens, and the mountains all shout for joy. There's a lot of shouting going on out there. When God wins the victory in battle, there's shouting. When the mute are healed, and when we've been delivered, there's shouting. When the watchman sees the returning of the Lord, there's shouting. Even when the Lord comforts us and has compassion on his people, it says, shout for joy. So much Shouting. And there's also singing for joy. there's many more verses about that, the trees of the field, singing for joy, t- lets we take refuge and be glad and sing for joy, sing for joy to the Lord our strength. And I had an interesting conversation with a friend of mine up, nor- up in New York. Uh, she's a cantor at a synagogue. So she's gone to Hebrew school, um, Hebrew uh, seminary, and she knew obviously these verses. And I said to her, what's this thing with the singing for joy and the shouting for joy? Because it looks to me like it's the same Hebrew word, but why is it sometimes shout for joy and sometimes sing for joy? She said, there's a different word for regular singing, like what the band does up here, just regular singing. Um, That's a different Hebrew word. These two words are basically the same word that sometimes translates shouting and sometimes translated singing. So it means really to give a ringing cry, like shouting and singing at the same time, just like bursting it out. And you know what? Think about it. If our God is truly on the throne. He has truly exalted and lifted up, and if he has come and if he has saved us and he has redeemed you and made you a people for his very own, don't you think you want to give a ringing cry to God? Amen. Hallelujah! Amen. Amen! He is so good. That should just burst up out of us, a ringing cry. But there's more. There's also dancing for joy in the Scripture. There's a lot of dancing in Scripture. Psalm 30. 11, 12, you turned my wailing into dancing. You removed my sackcloth and clothed me with joy that my heart may sing your praises and not be silent. Psalm 149, let Israel rejoice in their maker. Let the people of Zion be glad in their king. Let them praise his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. There's that dancing again. And Jeremiah 31, 13 to 14, then young women will dance and be glad, young men and old as well. That's all of us, guys. The old people, the young people, men, the women, were all meant to be dancing. It says to them, young and old, male and female, will turn their mourning into gladness. I will give them comfort and joy instead of sorrow. I will satisfy the priests with abundance, and my people will be filled with my bounty. Amen. We saw Imago Day dance this morning. They were dancing before the Lord in joy, and it brought joy to behold. In the vineyard and here at Gate City Vineyard, we believe that God wants us to worship with all of our being. Not just our minds, not just our hearts, our bodies. That's why we raise our hands. That's why we move. That's why we dance. That's why we give it all to him because we are meant to worship him with all of our being, not holding one piece back. It's completely appropriate and biblical to praise God through dance. So can we do something a little different this morning? Can we, can we have a little fun because it's Christmas? Is that all right? All right, are we, are we up for something a little different this morning? I, I just kind of felt as I was preparing this, I kept asking the Lord, are you sure? And he said, yeah. That we need to dance. We need to dance. And so we're just gonna make it easy, okay? I'm gonna put on a really fun dance song, okay? So it's gonna be super easy if you just stand up wherever you are, and we're just gonna pretend no one's here and that we're not in serious church, and we're gonna just dance a little bit and um, you can stay right in your seats. I'm going to invite, if the teenagers and the dance troupe wants to come up here, because those are, we like looking at them, but we don't want to look at anyone else. We're just going to, you know, ourselves just watch, just, just sing to the Lord and dance before him. Yes. Because God wants to bring us a little bit of joy. Now, I've got to say one word to the online people. We can't play this song on the online for you because um, of copyright. So, but you have, so the, 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 it's going to go mute, so don't be complaining that the sound is off. It'll come back on. But uh, there is a link in the, in the live stream for you to click on, and you can play the song. So I want you at home to turn on the song, click on the YouTube, play it, stand up, and sing, and dance before the Lord. So I'm going to ask us all to stand. Okay, wasn't that fun? (laughs) Visitors this morning are going, wow, I don't know about this church. (laughs) We don't do that every week. But God wants to give you a little joy. You know what's interesting? Like, you feel better right now. I know you do. So God has made something really interesting in our bodies. That when we dance, when we shout, when we sing, It feels better. We feel better. Our brain feels better. Our emotions even feel better. Nothing's changed about your situation. But you feel better. You feel the joy. This is how God has made us. And so we need to do more of that. We need to do more of dancing with joy to the Lord, singing with joy to the Lord. Let me tell you just the last thing I want to say about joy this morning. At the end of the day, joy springs from our salvation. It's because of Jesus. Psalm 35, 9, and 10 says, Then my soul will rejoice in the Lord and delight in his salvation. My whole being will exclaim, Who is like you, God? Who is like you, Lord? It's like this. If you were walking along and you just fell into a deep pit, and it was filled with mud, and you were just sinking down, and there was no one around to hear you cry. And you were just sinking down, and you could see the rough mud rising, and you knew you're just about to take your last breath because you're about to just sink underneath all of that. And if someone just reached down their hand and suddenly grabbed hold of you and pulled you out of that pit, would there be joy? <laughs> There would be joy. Not only relief and thankfulness to this person who just saved you, but just joy. I thought I was dead, and now I'm alive. I can breathe the fresh air again. And this is what God does for us. Without Christ, it is as if we are in a pit of despair. The Bible talks about us being slaves to sin, captive to sin. We can't get out of that pit we're in. And there's a search for purpose and for meaning. All right, I'll do this one. All right, just uh, tell me if I have to switch back. Okay, it's very dark, but that's all right. Um, (laughs) Oh, there we go. All right, test, test. Am I on this one? Okay, I'm on this. I'm on this one. Goodness. Joy in the Lord. It's too much joy in here. We we blew a circuit. Before Christ, without him, we are like that person sinking into the miry pit. And God rescues us out. God wants us to live. It says we were dead in our trespasses and sins before we came to know him. And then God showed up. This is what we celebrate at Christmas. This is why Jesus came at all, to to make you a child of God, to save you and me, to rescue us and reconcile us to him. It all started with this little baby in the manger. It all started there. He wants to forgive you and give you a new identity and give you joy in him. That's what he did. Now that's something to be joyful about. Isaiah 61.10 says this, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices in my God, for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. Our joy is in our salvation. And if you've not experienced it, it is available to you right now. Right now it says in Acts, it says believe in the Lord Jesus and you will be saved. Just believe and he's going to reach down and rescue you. Believe and he's going to forgive you of your sins and set you free. Believe and you're going to find that purpose and joy and meaning that you've been searching for in life. God is available and here for each one of us. He's showing up to you in your life today. And it's available to us at any moment. Come to him. And for all of you believers out there, whether you've been a believer for two years or 32 years, never forget the joy of your salvation. Amen. I'm speaking to myself. Never forget. Never think, "Oh, that's the thing I did back then, and now I'm into all these deeper spiritual things." No, no, no. The joy of your salvation. The the fact that you are saved from your sins that God saw you and loved you way back when, whenever that was, and he continues to save us as we walk with him. I mean, he's continuing to work in our lives. That Never forget the joy of your salvation. He loved you so much that he came to you. We got, we've got to cultivate that joy, remind ourselves of the joy that if everything else falls apart, we have the joy of our salvation. Yes. Yes. We know Jesus, and he loves us, and he's there for us. And here's the crazy part. He's so glad he did it because he's crazy about you. He's crazy about you. Gate City Vineyard, he loves each one of you so much. Psalm 149, 4 and 5. For the Lord takes delight in his people. God's so delighted with you right now. Almost makes me want to cry how delighted he is over us, us crazy normal people. With all of our problems, all of our difficulties, he's so crazy about you. So crazy about you. And, and what I love, he says that he takes delight in his people, crowns the humble with victory, so let his faithful people rejoice in this honor and sing for joy on their beds. So I got a challenge for you tonight when you go to bed. And maybe you've had a great day, and you're like, oh, praise the Lord. Or maybe you've had kind of a crummy day, and you're like, oh, it's a terrible day. Would you instead just say, Lord, I would just rejoice in the joy of my salvation. I'm just going to sing for joy, my bad. I'm just going to praise you, God, and thank you, God, that I still, whether the day was good or bad, I walk with you, you're my joy. And Jesus says, no one can take away your joy. No one can take it away. Joy is about the person. Let's go back to our, the basics. Let's go back to Jesus. Let's be in his presence. Let's, let's express our joy. I have another challenge. I got two challenges for you. So one is to sing in your beds. (laughs) But the second challenge is this week, maybe three times this week, put on a praise song or maybe some Christmas music, if you're into the Christmas music, and just dance for the Lord. Just rejoice in it. Sing loud, shout out. I don't care if you're atonal and you can't keep a beat, but just sing and dance. It doesn't matter. God is delighting in that. And let's just remember that nothing and no one, no circumstances, no difficulties can take away your joy. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, I just want to invite the band as well to come up. We just want to take a few moments and just thank you. Just rejoice in you, Lord. In fact, I kind of just want us to just, as you're just there in your seat, you can either in your mind or you can just speak it out loud. Lord, just thank you. Thank you, God. You're good. We praise you. Thank you for your salvation. Thank you for being here with us. Thank you for simple joys, Lord, for puppies and, and, and flowers and good meals and good friends. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the way you provided for us, Lord. Thank you for Christmas lights outside and, and how pretty that is, Lord. Thank you, Lord, that, that you walk with us when things are awful and you walk with us when things are great Lord thank you that you're delighting over us God and that we don't have to be a certain way we have to muster it up we don't have to be perfect we don't have to get it all right we can just be your child Lord we believe Lord Jesus help us to just walk in as your children today and have the joy of a child. Praise you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You're so good. Praise you, Lord. Let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout aloud to the rock of our salvation. Come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song. I want to invite you to stand. Let's, let's worship with the band. Let's sing out. Let's sing with some, some joy today. Now as we start this, I want to point out, I was in the back with my daughter watching y'all dance. So we're gonna sing joy to the world and I expect to see some joy. Let's do this. It's true. just did that there will be things that will steal our joy will will challenge our joy Um, hard things and and i just want to not close before we have prayed for um, the people of kentucky and the hardship that's gone on there with the tornadoes many many people killed so there's nothing joyful about that we know that Um, and so we want to weep with those who weep and we want to pray for them Um, but we also want to pray that somehow the joy of the lord would be their strength in that moment um, and, that, and that we have to realize that this is what life is like, right? There's, there's happy times, there's sad times, there's, there's great things happen, there's really horrible things that happen, but in the midst of that, we need to, as people of God, remember the joy of our salvation. We feel, we grieve, we, we stand alongside, and we also keep our eyes fixed on Jesus and his joy. So let's just take a moment to pray, Lord God, I, I just do pray for the people of Kentucky right now, Lord, for, for people who are doing rescuing, Lord, for people in hospitals and doing triage and helping people that they're recovering, Lord. I pray for people who have lost people already, Lord, and oh, it's the, the grief, Lord, that's just, um, it's just devastating, God, and we just pray for your love and your presence to pour upon that place, Lord. Lord, just to pour upon them, Lord, that there would be churches that would rise up and help and, and comfort people and help people to see Jesus in the midst of all of this, Lord. And we weep with them, we, we stand alongside them, Lord, and we thank you that, that this world is not our home, Lord, that at the end of the day our joy is, in, is in, going to be in heaven with you where there will be no more weeping or mourning, Father, but we do just pray for them now, Lord, that you would just be present and bring comfort And so, Lord, I pray this morning for each one of us, Lord, that we would go out and be ministers of joy and comfort to those around us, Lord. Whether we are in good times or in bad, Lord, we look to you, the joy of our salvation. And we say, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Be blessed. Have a great week. Have some joy this week.